Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Kate Checker back. Hi! Hi! <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. Thanks for having me back. I love it. Uh, your episode has been listened to a lot. People love it. Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that you told me a little clip of it went viral on it, TikTok? It did. The butthole. It was a butthole licking <laughs> clip. And then I told some other people that recently. That they were like, oh, do, do, do you have TikTok? And I was like, no. But a clip of me <laughs> talking about people licking my butthole did go viral on TikTok. <laughs> it was like, I haven't opened TikTok because it's so toxic uh, for a while. Yeah. But like, I think it was like, it got to maybe 88,000 views. Yes, cool. Yeah, that's my fame. <laughs> it didn't, I don't think it increased any of my listenership on the podcast. No. Nor your followers. <laughs> that's the thing I think about. I think TikTok might be a scam. I just don't like TikTok because somehow, okay, so that went through being like that. They allowed, TikTok allowed uh, you talking about people licking your butthole. Mm. But then there was a clip with um, Ian and I was explaining where the clitoris is. <laughs> TikTok were like, this is <laughs> classified information. Exactly. So please stop telling everyone. <laughs> no, it was actually with Ian, it was the word orgasm. They wouldn't allow no. the word orgasm. But butthole is fine. Butthole's fine. Orgasm's not, clitoris is not. That's not okay. And I think even uh, there's a clip with dick or penis in it. That's fine. But clitoris, okay. not okay. Clitoris, no. No clitorises on TikTok. So for this reason, I refuse to use TikTok as yeah. a, as a, as a um, discoverable you know, channel yeah. because it's just, it's just promoting all of the wrong stuff. Like how can sex education be yeah. um, censored like that? Yeah, I think that's fair. And also if you, I'm sorry, but if 88,000, which is so many people... Mm. And then that didn't increase. <laughs> if it didn't work, then I also wouldn't use it for that. I also don't right. know if I believe that it works. I think for maybe a few people in a very few cases it does. I think for very specific things, TikTok works. So anything that's looking at like cultural stereotypes, you know, looking at, um, you know, language things, anything that's really um, safe education and anything that's dancing. All these things. Okay, it works for, mm. but it's not a sex education channel. It's not, yeah, it's not, yeah, no. But then what um, social media is? Because Tumblr was our babe and then Tumblr banned all the nudity. Oh, really? Do you remember that when Tumblr? No. So Tumblr used to be able to put, so like a lot of sex workers used Tumblr because oh, really? you could use, put nudity on it. Okay, there was no. a blog on Tumblr like I adored. Did you ever see it? It was like things my dick does. No. Oh my God, it was the best. I'm going to find it for you because I think the guy like made a website but it was a pictures of his dick but he drew a little cartoon smiley face on it and I have to say I don't <laughs> I don't love a dick pic but there was something about a penis with a cartoon smiley face absolutely that made me so happy and I was like obsessed I mean he like had the penis in like, like he had the penis the penis his little penis um he had it in like all these positions like was it like an average size penis or a big one or like I would say it was a good size. It, was a good it wasn't size, like okay. a big one. Nice, Because I think nice. that would have been too much. Yes. Um, no, it wasn't big or anything. I don't want to like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to cast a special. It was like, it was a good size. All of the sizes are good. Um, well done, Kate. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> and it was like, sometimes it would be like a sleep and he'd draw a little sleeping face and sometimes he'd take a picture in the shower and they'd be like washing. Sometimes the, it would look, he'd draw like arms on it so it looked like the, his penis was like shaving him like he was mowing the lawn Aww, with his pubic hair cute. and then sometimes he'd be like oh he's had too big of a night and he'd obviously like just ejaculate and it would be like his penis had thrown up oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
even then, that was allowed on Tumblr. That's yeah. amazing. And it was like penis through like a donut and stuff. And it would be like, oh, this guy loves being inside his little donut. And like, it was very cute. Donut? Hold on, wait. He would put a, his penis inside a donut. Yeah, I think so. And so it was like, he was like wearing a water ring, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and everything about this blog was like my favorite thing. And then when Tumblr said no more nudity on Tumblr, the blog had to go. That's so... I wonder if you'll be able to find it. He, I'd hope he saved it. I and think put it somewhere there must else. be somewhere yeah, else yeah, where yeah, it yeah. is. Um, I really hope so. But yeah, so I think that was the website where we could have maybe done the sex education. Yeah, you're right. But Instagram, Instagram reels are—they're open. Like they don't censor stuff. But they Except censor you nipples. when you swear. No, they, do they? Yeah, if, but no, no, they censor you when you swear if you put closed captions. So I notice if I say like "fuck," can I swear on this podcast? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> but I notice if I say "fuck" on Instagram, it bleeps it. Once I put the closed captions on. So the closed caption, like, so you created your own captions, or no? Like, so when you, I put, I put the buttons, mm-hmm. and then it makes your own, yes. which are like not always like very accurate. But when it yeah. does the "fuck," it will change it to like an F and then like an at and like a star mm-hmm. and blah 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 oh that's okay but and it doesn't change no it changes and it makes a beep where you had said it I've got reels with fucking them it doesn't blow oh okay, so have a look I in, it in my head have a look into that I'm not sure maybe mm. yeah I, I do my own captions anyway but uh, all the things that I've ever put up on Instagram have never never been taken down ever no but I don't think I, tr- I tread very close to the line like I, d- I don't mind a topless picture of me like on the way to the club in Berlin on my Instagram and I did put one up recently and I'm now debating whether I should take it down which I kind of hate that we live in a world where I feel like mm. oh is this a problem because of nipples or because of there's what? no nipples it's I've got like paste pasties over mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like I don't know like there's a real difference to Berlin being in Berlin and then mm. being now in the UK and the UK is more culturally it is way more conservative yes and I'd forgotten that about the UK oh really that's so yeah. funny I'm so conscious of it when I'm in the UK yeah and so then I came back and I was like oh like I take a different to... set of yeah. clothes to the UK like it's... yeah I'm for sure and I've noticed that like I mean I noticed it really with my comedy people are like whoo and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm worried people in Berlin were like, what? She's not going hard enough. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's been like yeah. a thing. And then I've been a bit like, oh, because like definitely for my Instagram stories in Berlin, like I would happily be doing Instagram stories of like me and my friends in the bathtub or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't do that hmm. in the UK because you know what? Your friends don't want to share baths with you in the UK. I think that's probably it. Yeah. The, the British are dirty, aren't they? Like the bath water is not mm. filthy. The filthy quality of the water is also problematic. <laughs> I mean, the quality of the water in Berlin is not great. Um, <laughs> I've had people be very excited about the quality of water here. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, it's great. It's so tasty. Oh, does it taste nice? I just feel like it's really hard to hear. It like, is hard. It is. You, Yeah. <laughs> Just rubbing my skin. I always felt like I always had quite dry skin when I lived in Berlin. Yeah, and my hair gets kind of curlier here yeah. because of the, I think, the hardness of the water. But yeah. London water is hard. London water is also hard, so mm. I don't know if I can really, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think it's it tastes true. better here, though. I'm yeah. glad that we're talking about the water. Yeah, that's really what's important. It really um, is. You know, it's, it's, it's wet, I guess. <laughs> So you okay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah. Unless you had somewhere to go, but no, like, I did not. Okay, so um, uh, yeah, I think it was a base. It wasn't one of my like the best of lubes. But I'm uh, not. I'm not sure if I like silicon lubes. Mm. I don't use lube, so I'm really you're always the right person to ask. I am. I just. I'm sorry, but I don't. I don't. And then actually, I've had people comment on this where they're like, "Wow, you get really wet," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh." 
Because I never got it. Because I was like, I'm either turned on and I'm not wet. No, mm-hmm. wait, wait. I'm either turned on and I'm wet. <laughs> no, I'm walking around constantly wet. <laughs> but I'm also quite a dischargey person. Uh-huh. So maybe it's just like a, a lot of fluid extension of that. Um, quite possibly, yes. But yeah, so I'm either like not wet, maybe dischargey. And then I'm walking around and I get turned on and then I'm wet. Mm-hmm. But I'll get turned on like quite like in public and stuff. Interesting. And, and can wet. you feel yourself getting wet yeah. when you're turned on? Yeah, I can feel my underwear going wet. I did a comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> you can feel your underwear. Like, like yeah, it's really wet. coming out. Yeah. Because, Because wow. I'm aroused. Like, I get wet, but like not... Well, sometimes, sometimes, okay, sometimes, sometimes sometimes down, but yes, but usually there needs to be like, it doesn't drip out of me as much as like, it's not like, it's not like splish, splish, splish. It's like, but I can feel like, like my underwear slowly getting like damp. If my underwear's got like, you know, yeah, lots of, if, if the the underwear has contact, if it's going in up inside me a little bit, then yes, it will get a bit damp, I guess. And it get a bit wet. No, my underwear doesn't go inside me at all. So then, so it is dripping out of you. <laughs> no, it's like it's, it's sliding out. But, okay, sorry. But so it's a slow drip, is what we're slow drip, uh, like a leaky faucet. No, um, like a twelve-hour coffee extraction. <laughs> what a hipster way of uh, mm, yeah. No, but I did this comedy competition, and then before it wasn't just comedy; it was like lots of things. Um, it was for the Cocoa Butter Club, which is like a POC queer mm. collective, blah blah. Mm-hmm. And um, there was this burlesque performer on before me, and she was so hot. Mm. And I came on the stage, and I was like, I have to do five minutes of comedy, and I was like, I've never had you to came do comedy on the this. St- <laughs> and I just came on the stage, and I was like, she said she was a comedian, but this has been something else. Um, I, I got on the stage, and I was like, I'm sorry, I've never had to do comedy wet before. Like this is a first. But they were here for it. They were a real nice crowd. <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty damning of the comedy scene, isn't it? <laughs> We've never been that excited about our. No, I've never. Get, no, I would never get that excited in a regular comedy show. Like I've never watched a comedian and been like, "Damn." No. No, I've watched them in like where they. I think you all go through a stage where you're like, "Yeah, comedians are attractive." Yeah, that passes pretty early. And I, I think, guess. but I think everyone, like not just other comedians, find comedians attractive because everyone thinks that someone that's funny mm. is attractive. Mm. And I can see like how it happens. Mm. But I have met male comedians, <laughs> and now I don't know if they should be allowed out. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Oh, okay, let's not talk about um, what I haven't done because I'll, I'll be contradicting myself, I'm sure, and just lying. Mm. Um, but um, okay, that's interesting. Drippage, and yeah. uh, and and getting wet. Like, yeah, I would. I used lube. Um, I think lube's mostly important. Like certain times of the month, I'll be I'll be less able. Like. I would say, hmm, I think there's little patches. I haven't really uh, tracked it with my cycle, but Mm. I think there are period, like patches in the cycle where I am less moist, uh, or if there's just like a lot of sex happening, a bit of lube will help, you know? Yeah. Why not? You don't want it to be in any way kind of friction. um, Frictiony. Frictiony. But also like anal sex, come on, like lube is. But I've never had anal sex. Okay, all right. This is my thing. I'm. That's my. That's my. My boundary. That is your. You'll have your. You'll be rimmed, but you won't be penetrated. Yeah, I just. It's just not happened, and I've never. Like I've never really pushed for it because I don't know if I think I would. Think it was good. Mm-hmm. I've had people put things up there, fingers, Mm-mm. and I just. It just feels like. 
what's it doing there? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is how I've generally felt about it. But I'm not against it. Um, I think I'm saving myself for marriage. Yeah, I, I've i heard that before, actually. <laughs> yeah, people yeah. are like, you got to save something for marriage. I, I actually genuinely don't know if I'll ever get married, personally. Mm-hmm. I don't think that really lines with my politics, but... How old are you? 33. Okay. Yeah, marriage is not important. Um, <laughs> marriage is not important. It's not important. But, no. okay, speaking for tax of... Tax purposes. Taxes, for tax purposes, and yeah. definitely in Germany, that's a yeah. huge motivation. Like yeah, it's, it's, and it's, so it's, if this guy is going to save me a huge amount of my tax bill, I will absolutely let him... Fuck your ass. Yeah, bum me. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Um, for the money I'll save in taxes. No, I don't pay taxes, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's like the wedding ring takes a whole new meaning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I went to a wedding on Saturday. You went to a and wedding? So, so someone said something about rings and I think I made a joke. I was too drunk. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's wide open, you know? Like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> um, but I'd be down to do some bumming of someone else, which maybe we talked mm. about last time. Pegging. Pegging, yeah. Mm. I kind so of like I, semi-pegged. So, like I didn't peg, like I didn't have the thing, but the guy wants that. And yeah. um, and I was definitely playing with his butthole. Yeah. And maybe that will happen in the future where we get a dildo that's small yeah. enough, small enough for him. You have to start small. You like have to real start small, small. And then you can get bigger. Actually, another lover of mine that I met um, recently, he um, he's got a dildo that's um, the side. It's like like a finger. Yeah. Like it's actually shaped like a finger, and it's uh. the and it's like it looks like a finger. Yeah. It's a finger finger dildo. I did have a guy I dated briefly, and he wanted me to fuck him in the ass. Mm-hmm. And I would have done, but we didn't really date for long enough to get around to it. That often happens. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm lazy. I am bed. also a uh, okay. How lazy? Like what? Like someone described it to me the other day as I was a bit of a pillow princess. That's a nice way to describe it. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is like you like to lie back. Mm-hmm. Dog attack downstairs. <laughs> All right. And people come and well, not people, not like multiple people. <laughs> Why not? But one person. <laughs> At any given time, <laughs> I'm just I'm I think I'm just a. But the thing is, I say I'm lazy, and then he described me as a pillow princess, and then he was like, "You're not actually as lazy as you kind of say you are." Mm-hmm. You'd still you still get up into it and do yeah. stuff and yeah. push back and yeah, open your legs yeah, still <laughs> turn around. If I didn't yeah. open my legs. <laughs> Aha! Good luck getting in. Um, Challenge. No, no, I'll I'll get up. I'll be on top. Yeah. For five minutes, and then I need to be lying down again. So I don't believe you. I don't believe you. <laughs> I like. I think I was having this conversation with uh, with a friend yesterday, um, because yeah, okay. So I had this situation where um, I've got there's someone who's like very dominant that I have sex with, mm. and he, you know, he started tying me up and stuff like that, Ooh. and that's pretty exciting. He's got all the things. That I love some shabar to hit me with and that's a lot of fun Mm. and then like back to back I met this other guy (laughs) uh that I've yeah um met before and uh and he was like do you want me to be dominant or do you want me to be like a little slut and I was like well I've already had dominant this morning so why don't you come over and be a little slut and so he was dressed in like these fishnets yeah and then um yeah and then it was uh and then but like and so I dressed as like a dominatrix with like this slutty dress on and the, these these stay up yeah. uh, tights or whatever, and had the whip out. But like me being dominant, 
like I am very submissive. I usually want yeah. someone else to just, it's less lazy. It's just, I think, and I didn't realize this until I was talking to my friend about it yesterday. It was like, I think there's a part of me that feels like in my normal, like in my non-sexual yes. life, yes. being bossy and being dominant is unattractive for yeah. people. And so for me to be dominant in the bedroom it makes me feel extremely vulnerable because I'm worried that I'm going to be rejected because in my in my work Ooh. life, in my social life, me being dominant, I have ha- I always have to wrap up my dominance and whatever until I'm in an absolute position of authority and like I'm safe, but yeah. you know, in a company or something like that, but like I usually have to f- you know like fool people into me leading them yes and that i think is true for a lot of people mm-hmm. who are read as women yeah so but yeah. you know exactly people who identify as people women who or, identify as women um yeah or as read as femme in any kind of way actually yes. i think that also stretches like not just people who are as read as women but like yeah yeah i think you're right where you have to be a certain way to get your point across in the way that someone who is read as a man doesn't have to do that because they're like I'm in control and everyone's like, we are fine with that. And yes. So yeah, I could think that would be definitely a thing that's like, this, you're, it doesn't, it feels like, yeah, a point of vulnerability to be. Yeah. And I, and I think also in terms of like, it, it's applicable also in my discomfort around dirty talk or in like when I'm talking during sex, I'm so self-conscious that what I say is going to be, yeah, like, like, like bossy or critical yeah. or like, I'm so worried about it somehow offending or sounding stupid and so i'm yeah i realized like i've got all of this stuff that i i didn't realize uh holding me back from role playing or you know Mm. so i'm a sub but i think the reason why is there's a lot of social stuff there i've i think yeah we're right i've only heard it like characterized before and i talked to a friend about this literally yesterday which is like in my regular life i have to be so in control of stuff exactly and that's the other thing is like Mm-hmm. I'm quite a self-starting person and I think if you do comedy like you are freelance and that's self-starting and you have to be kind of on and I have to constantly be in charge of my own thing and I have to make so many more decisions mm-hmm. and I think if I did a job where I was part of a company and it would be like just do this day and and I like that autonomy obviously because evidently I chose that kind of life mm. but for me, and I travel a lot alone and I've done a lot of like oh going off on my own and blah 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 and so I think when it comes to that I'm like oh, I'm down Totally, <laughs> totally. And this is how I've explained my sort of sub vibe um, or understood, yeah, why mm. I kind of don't, um, you know, I, like I'm, I'm, I'll say yes to pretty much everything. And uh, and yeah, just like, just fucking tell me what to do, you know? And yeah. I love that. I love that because yeah, exactly. I, I manage my own life so heavily. Yeah. By the time I get into bed, fucking take the control, please. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. And uh, maybe, yeah, yeah, I kind of want to keep, um, and it connects back to um, what we were talking about at the very start before we started recording about how uh, not blaming Berlin for being single. And then oh, like, when yeah. you got to London, you were like, mm, I'm blaming Berlin because you immediately- No, absolutely, I immediately found someone. You immediately found someone. And then- Like maybe, I think it was like second or third day I was in London, I met a guy for a drink. How, did you, how did you meet it was a friend of a friend. I sort of moved to London. I think I tweeted and like put it on my Instagram. I've just moved back to London. Anyone got any friends I can like make in London? Like Emma had friends there, of course, but like a lot of my friends were like married kids. They mm. were really on a different track from mm-hmm. what I'd been doing in my life, which is like being drunk in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I met this guy and he was really, really nice. And we went on 
um, yeah, we went on this, went for a drink and then we hooked up and then we sort of started dating really easily and it felt very easy mm-hmm. for a long time until I was like, yeah, uh, I think you have more feelings than mm-hmm. I have for you. And mm-hmm. like, sometimes that's okay, but he didn't feel like the sort of person where he would naturally give me the space to maybe grow into those feelings. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do actually. Because I think it's okay for someone to like someone else more in the beginning. Yes. And it can be like, no, I'm going to get there, but can you please just like let me get there? And I didn't think I could feel like he could relax enough into that. Yeah, yeah. And you can feel it when it's, it's uh, yeah, I think you can feel it when it doesn't feel okay that you're moving a different direction. Like, like the, um, yeah. I was, similar situation, the guy that I was kind of seeing for a while, <clears throat> four years younger than your guy, but, uh, <laughs> but still... Um, yeah, he kind of wanted to see me all the time and mm. uh, a lot of communication and that's so lovely. But it's like, if I can, you can feel that imbalance of feelings and it's like, we need to move this slowly. Yeah. Because I, you know, like, it's not that distance always makes the heart grow fonder, but it's also like, uh, I need you to give me space in order yeah. to appreciate this. Yeah. And I think, yeah, yeah, you can feel that they don't want to. They don't want to. That that's how it happened. Yeah. I feel like I need to be a little bit careful about what I say yeah, because yeah, yeah. I met up with him recently for a drink and he admitted to Googling me and finding my stand up about him. And I felt quite guilty, even though I'm sorry, but like, what are you doing Googling me four months after we've broken up? I'm hearing this more and more as well. But from people. What, that people Google, exes Google you? And then find your stand-up about them. Yeah. Or like current lovers are like, oh, by the way, I, you know, it's like. Yeah, like the person I'm dating now, he was like, yeah, my sister's Googled you. And she's like, she thinks you're very funny. I was like, would mind if people wouldn't do that. Like. Look, we've we've got to, like, I don't, I don't care. But when people um, have a problem with us talking about them on stage, it's like, well, I don't say your name. You could be anybody. I always change any identifier. Like, I'll keep out identifying details. Like, I change the ages of people Mm -hmm. so that it's not obvious if I'm talking about Mm -hmm. people that people collectively know. I really, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I'll, um, I, yeah, I, like, the thing is, there's enough people that I, like, (laughs) (laughs) I sleep around enough that you shouldn't be able to guess Exactly. Like there could be another one just like you. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. because you're 25, there's Doesn't been a few of them. There's been yeah. a few Persians. There's no, been a few, I don't think it would be a know. problem for maybe people who know him. Mm-hmm. But he obviously put two and together and was like, oh, that's about me. Mm-hmm. And it hurt. And I felt bad. And I was like. It hurt him? Yeah. Well, because is the joke on him? Yeah, because the joke is I broke up with someone because they're too needy. That truth hurts, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like zeros. That <laughs> truth hurts. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just really I just how think... people about us, us doing comedy, it's like, Whenever it's it's uncomfortable, it's because there's truth in it. And I'm like, don't date a comedian then. Like, first off, exactly. like, you, you should know what you're getting into. And Absolutely. I don't talk about people. I say I don't talk about people while I'm dating them. Like, literally, the guy I'm dating right now, I am opening currently with a joke about him. But he's heard it. He seems fine with it. But um, 
But like, like, but that's it's out like uh, I have my closest friends are always like, have you got any new jokes about yeah. me? Like they take it as a point of pride that I would write jokes about them. Oh, and and I think that's how. And then there's you know there's the guys on um, uh, on dating apps that like when I was using them, although I did re-download them last night. Oh, oh it's back, um, is it? Oh my god. It, uh, it was because it. it was because the two 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 lovers from like the last week I met through dating apps and I was like oh this is interesting yes. here's data that's actually um, contradicting uh, yeah, what I yeah. believe which is I never have chemistry with people from dating okay, apps okay so no it's, these it's two people out. are they're not relationship people but I really enjoy meeting up Great. with them you know well, yeah. But um, anyway, like people on dating apps will be like oh well you know maybe you can like write jokes about me in your comedy and it's like. Oh no, I hate those people on dating apps. I ads. fucking I hate, hate those people. Die. No, I want, too yeah. much. <laughs> but it's like, who the fuck do you think like, yeah. you're going to influence my comedy? Like, yeah. get fucked. Like, let's those see are how... the men I never do comedy about. Exactly. exactly. The men exactly. that are always like, oh, am I in your comedy now? Exactly. Are the men I absolutely am like, you will never be in my comedy. Completely. Because they're also, weirdly, the correlation seems to be they're the most boring ones. Yes. And also, and needing attention, and they they think that their stories are interesting, and they want us like they want us yeah. to be uh, their you know um, mouthpiece, and it's like they want to be fe- they want to be known for something, I mm. think. and yeah. or like maybe yeah. like I, I'm not putting you in the comedy in the way you want, but I think I don't do that joke about anymore about him being too needy because like, he said no it. no no I had stopped doing it anyway like I was over the joke mm-hmm. um, wasn't very it wasn't strong enough. Like it just didn't really. I, no, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just trying to find another way to insult him. I'm so sorry. I, yeah. <laughs> he's a really nice guy. I really like him, but it was like. No, I'm sure he's really lovely. It was like babes. Um, yeah, I can't really remember what I was, I was thinking, but like. You stopped doing the joke. And... I stopped doing the joke, and if I just think don't if you Google people, you're out to get hurt, and sometimes yes. I Google. Exes and I Google people I shouldn't do, and I should go checking out on your new girlfriend's blah 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 or whatever. Sometimes I play the stupid game. That's yeah, it's trying to hurt yourself. And I'm like, play stupid games, get stupid prizes, and I feel like that is what it is. And I have known do it, and I I try and be very honest with myself that I'm doing a thing that's a kind of self harm. It's self harm whilst I'm doing it, Mm -hmm. and I try on the whole not to now do it, and I think Mm -hmm. I'm better. Mm-hmm. than I used to be and that's part of getting it's older it's a process it's a process yeah yeah like I realized last night um, that uh, this one guy that I'm seeing uh, I think it is an exercise in self-harm that I'm uh, engaging yeah. with him and I, I hadn't quite realized and I, and I was sort of blaming myself for some of the things that had happened and going oh I was you know I was too quick to end things and then I'm speaking to some other people because you know you speak to your friends about situations and in some ways they become not very like I love my friends but it's like they know me so well that sometimes they can't give me the yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. the the you know reflect what they're hearing in a way for me yeah. to hear it like I'll kind of just you know be like oh okay Anna like Anna's gonna do what she's gonna do or yeah 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 or whatever or but yeah I spoke to some some people that I I, I don't know that well and hearing it's like wow yeah I've been making excuses for this person and I just yeah. keep going going back and it's like no. That's an exercise in self-harm that I, yeah, yeah. you know. I tried to write a joke about that and I can't get it to work. I think mm. it's the most, I actually, maybe I'll try it in Berlin because Berlin, at your show where I managed to make that joke about men killing themselves, mm-hmm. worked. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that, that works in London, right? No. 
<laughs> it does not. <laughs> Turns out audiences do not appreciate a, you telling half of them they shall go kill themselves. Um, it's shocking. <laughs> unbelievable. What? And it's so funny because so much of the conversation around comedy in the UK right now is like, the woke people are trying to kill us. And I'm like, all right, well, you didn't like it when I told all the white men in the room that they should kill themselves. And I was like, that's the same. It's like, the it's same. the same vibe. But, but the you, same. you think that's not okay. So anyway, whatever. I just think there's a very sensitive group of people out there. We get very butthurt very easily. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, I tried to make a joke that was like, oh, because I, I always talk about like me not really knowing whether I'm queer or not in my stand-up because I don't, because I've slept with women, but I never really identify as queer. And I mm-hmm. don't think there's much point to because I've not been... So it's not, not been an identity that I've necessarily never felt the need to carry or has like, mm-hmm. it definitely opened up. I like to be in like a lot of queer spaces and I like to do, that has always been really like pleasant for me and really enjoyable, but I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm like, I always worry like, am I taking attention from someone who is quote unquote more queer, which is like not the thing, that's not mm-hmm. how it works. Mm-hmm. But like, so I talk about it in my comedy because that's also my way of figuring things stuff out. And I always say like, oh, I don't know if I'm, queer or not because people say oh you're bisexual because you sleep with women and I'm like yeah but on the whole I tend to date like a lot of white men like Mm -hmm. very cis straight white men like Mm -hmm. are the people I date the most Mm -hmm. and for the longest and then I said that and then I said yeah but I also used to cut myself as a teenager (laughs) and to me like Mm -hmm. I don't who knows I haven't just found another way of Mm -hmm. self-harming because I did and I don't now and it's fine now Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. maybe put a trigger warning on that because self-harm is it's not a sensitive topic for me anymore because I no longer do cut mm-hmm, myself, mm-hmm. but it was. I used to self-harm. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I'll, I'll write in the description, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah. Do a um, little trigger warning I, at the I beginning. I would do it like, um, you know, I wouldn't use any tools. I would just like, my nails are very strong. I would scratch the shit out of parts of my body. Yeah. Or I'd like hit myself against surfaces. Yeah. <laughs> the worst was like, I once did it very, um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Anyway, I haven't done that since I left my ex-husband, so. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I, I But it was, you know. Um, that was a that was a feature of all of my twenties and a yeah. lot of shame around it. I didn't admit it to anybody for a long time. For sure, I didn't talk to anyone about it, mm. and now I feel able to talk about it. But mm. I think that's because enough time has passed. And yeah. also, I've done that joke, and I've definitely triggered people with that joke. And I never ever want to trigger, like I never want to upset anyone. Like, of course not. I think some comedians go out there wanting to offend people. I'm like, no, I want to make you laugh. Like, fundamentally, mm. I want a good show, and a good show for both me and you is you laugh. For sure. So I can't get that joke to work, but I think uh, it's so funny and I think I've, it's I think it's hilarious because yeah like white like uh, dating cis, yeah, <laughs> cis white like, men is self-harm it is, is though like in lots of ways it is for me mine aren't always white and yeah. often not well uh not that straight like I sort of yeah. I do date people that sort of I are mean, a little bit que- yeah. queer um, also same mm-mm-mm. but like just like the history of my dating and I'm just mm. really perpetually often a really single person like mm-mm-mm. I was celibate for a long time when mm. I started comedy I go through like phases where I'm really like, I really love, I've got this new phenomena in the last year where I'm only having sex on holiday, um, which means is I'm like averaging a holiday per month and it's getting very expensive. Uh, <laughs> but like, I really love that. I love going away, having sex and then coming back and thinking like, that was a really like wonderful experience. We had like lovely dinners, we mm-hmm. had sex and then I'm now I'm home mm-hmm. and I get on with my life. I do really love my mm-hmm. own company. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, me too. I wonder if, um, with that joke, I wonder if it's just the the sort of sharpness, the sharpness of cutting. And I wonder if you just, uh, if you say self-harm instead of cutting, maybe I that makes so. it a little bit. Because the I cutting the is very, it's like, a, 
yeah, that's quite shocking and the imagery and you're immediately seeing like um, knife in skin blood. And yeah. so if it were self, self, maybe, maybe but, yeah. uh, it could be a little bit easier to Soft. digest and also connect faster in the mind of what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, because they're having to put too much yeah, of the yeah. puzzle together and they're dealing with the image of you bleeding. From a knife. Sorry, I feel like I shouldn't laugh. This is a really inappropriate time to laugh. Oh dear. It's funny. I did like, I agreed to, and I probably shouldn't have agreed to, but I agreed to MC this comedy show for a couple of nights in Edinburgh called Dark Comedy. And I'm just not the person people want dark comedy from. Really? Absolutely not. Because it's just something of being, I think, a black woman and a certain kind of of like how I am read and like a lot of my humor, which does deal with like, obviously I understand like colonialism stuff works. And so then people want a certain amount of, I guess like understanding for me that things aren't supposed to be said. And like, I don't like, and like the thing, I think actually my dark comedy, like a lot of it was like a shorthand for like, we want to make some really like, you know, potentially problematic jokes mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I actually do, I'm not that bothered if people make those jokes mm-hmm. I think there are lines that I don't like mm-hmm. but yeah I, I often host um, for Dragos and Chris um, for the dark comedy night yeah. and I love that I love that um, yeah. but um, <clears throat> it's like I think each comedian with their set of like who they are and what they represent it's like for example Tyrone when he does the dark comedy he goes hard on like saying the wrong thing about black people and it's right. so fucking funny and yeah. so insane and it's amazing and so it's like i don't like i, I, I don't know i think but, but then i like, see white people do jokes where black people are the butt of the jokes and i'm like whoa no, whoa you whoa can't, that's the thing and i'm like whoa whoa that's not and your think you've got to find that thing exactly. and so i think that was the thing i think there were white comedians that wanted to make quote-unquote racist jokes or yeah sexual assault jokes or whatever or Mm -hmm. men wanting to make sexual assault Mm -hmm. jokes Mm -hmm. not that men are not the target of sexual assault sometimes but not mainly Uh, yes that's the important thing and that's and it's Um, like women making rape jokes cool you know like like do do that stuff but in terms of like like no what is your buy-in here you know like i i don't dark comedy cool but i don't think it should be that people are making other people that they're not connected to the butt of right. the joke. It's like, you should still be the butt of the joke yeah. or, um, or you, you should be speaking to something. I mean, you know, we mm-hmm. politically, that's how I stand with, with comedy. You should be speaking Maybe to something greater. You can be, you can be making a, a more intelligent critique. And instead of just taking these easy stereotypes and using yeah. that, like, Ooh, you said something you shouldn't have. That doesn't make it funny inherently like because yeah. you don't have actually the place as a white man to be making jokes why why are you it's, even talking yeah. about black people like and it's also like positionality yeah um i don't know i think it's a conversation that happens a lot i don't know and maybe that won't be my branding at some point or i mean i think maybe i'll move into a thing where i'm like that's not i'm you know i'm still like dark still, comedy you mean or yeah and i think uh, like uh, you know it changes as you grow as a person and what you're trying mm, to say as mm, a performer and as an sure. artist and i think it's been actually what was interesting about doing Edinburgh this year, even though I was only there for like eight days, was kind of seeing the hours that people do and sort of seeing how people craft an hour and what the hour, especially if it's someone's like debut, like what it wants to say about you and who you are. And I could, for the first time, could kind of see, oh, what I would want to be trying to say Mm -hmm. in my hour and what it would be speaking about and what Mm -hmm. it would be speaking to. And I think that's like interesting. And I think as time goes on and when, because like 
I still am in a position where on the whole if you ask me to do a gig I'll say yes if I'm free like I really kind of say yes to everything and I'm like always happy to like do whatever I want's gigs I think it's so starting to move where I am in a position where I can choose more mm-hmm. I mean I think I've been in that position actually for a little while now mm-hmm. I haven't sort of like noticed it but like I can mm-hmm. say no to things and so maybe I probably would be like actually this gig is never gonna work for me mm-hmm. even if I think I've got the jokes for it mm-hmm. Abs- yeah or yeah or just only putting yeah, only putting yourself in places where you feel um, yeah. accepted and supported within. Like, and I think what that's okay. I think, I think that's really important. There actually. used to be. I think there was a kind of feeling that was like, no, you have to do every horrible shit gig and nope. toughen yourself up. And I was like, actually, I actually that's something I think we can really learn from. Like, especially the queer community is incredibly good at making their own spaces and going, mm-hmm. no. We don't need to go through shit to toughen us up. We've got our and then making those spaces mm-hmm. for one another where. And and they are supportive spaces, and I actually yeah. felt that when I did the Women of Color show in Berlin, which I might do if I've got time, the couple of weeks I'm here, um, of having a space where every, our audience was so ready for it and so wanted us to all do well that we had a wonderful gig. Absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. Only put yourself in spaces you feel supported in, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a. I think I've sort of adopted that mentality in the last couple of years, um, and that can mean actually just taking a break for some sp- from some spaces and coming yes. back later, because maybe you're not in the right place, and maybe there's there is some kind of dynamic there, um, but that doesn't mean that it's done forever. It's Things can change. Yeah. Exactly, things can change. Um, but only putting yourself, yeah, where you feel good about yourself. Um, and that mm. should include sexually too. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you're comfortable up the end of the bed on the pillows, that is That's absolutely your fine. prerogative. That is absolutely <laughs> fine. Did you? Um, so you're you're dating someone now? Yeah. Have you uh, have you had much time single in London? Yeah, yeah, I have because I dated this guy. I like so I do think Berlin's the problem because I walked to London and found some very easily, and then I could have, I think, done more dating mm-hmm. in London, mm-hmm. and then. I ended up in a bit of a weird date situation, let's say, okay. with someone who I think is meant to be an asshole. And, um, meant to be an asshole? Might be an asshole. Might be an asshole. I think he's an asshole. I know he's an asshole. Why are you dancing around it? Uh, identifiable to okay. a lot of people. All right. Okay. Um, so. Okay, so you dated someone who is an asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then? And then um, that kind of stressed me out a little bit. And so mm-hmm. I went back to being like, oh, you need to have... And I do, like, I often default to celibacy after I've had a period where I'm a bit, like, a bit shell-shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was, like, back on being celibate again. I'm curious, like, I'm, I know mm-hmm. you, you're uh, trying to sort of avoid talking about him, but I am curious, like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want to push it, but only because like I've been sort of seen an asshole and like, and that's the whole, that's the whole topic of self-harm. That's how that came up. Yeah. Cause like really, um, is, are there any uh, behaviors that you are comfortable to share that told you that he's an asshole? I think I kind of knew. So I, it was mm-hmm. really for a very small amount of time, like a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I looked back on my journal entries from that time and it was like, boom, 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 his name. And then it'd be like, might still turn out to be an asshole, like literally written mm-hmm. next to it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you're, you're like, intuition was like, no, okay, no bad idea. But we had a really, I would say one of the, one for me, one of the, one of the nicest connections. Mm-hmm. It was so funny hanging out. Mm-hmm. And we laughed a lot and it was like, and actually we had a fight 
few months after we broke up mm-hmm. and then he said in the middle of the fight I've never laughed more in my life than mm-hmm. when we were lying in bed together mm-hmm. and I was like but he just says those things mm-hmm. he's a liar okay you know he's a liar I know he's a liar and that's a problem that's a problem he's incredibly charming but I know he's a liar ah, I hate that yeah um, okay and yeah there's just other red flag behavior mm-hmm and I even knew at the time and I was even writing comedy like not comedy I ever did but I was writing comedy about him in my hand where I was like I was like oh we're just walking around the store and he's just dropping out red flags and I'm just picking them up and putting them in the shopping basket like yeah. I knew and I didn't want to believe it because it was so fun yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and I haven't been taken like that in quite like a couple of years like I hadn't hadn't got me in a few years so I was like nah I'm good and then I like could see it was happening and I was like I'm gonna risk it anyway because what if it turns out to be amazing exactly of course but why like for me it's just frustrating that like uh, it's so often like it's more often not the person that really sweeps you up and that you feel so (gasps) is the one with all the red flags and it's like why do I have to wait so much longer to meet someone who's like who sweeps me up but is like green and good and like uh, cares for me in a genuine way and um, and, and, and behaves, you know, in a respectful way and blah, yeah. blah. Why? Why so are my the red experience flags so much fun? now with the person I'm dating and like, of course, this has also been not going on very long. So mm-hmm. I might call you in like a week and be like, I fucking hate him. But is that it doesn't feel so rushy. Yeah, that's important. And the reason why it doesn't feel so rushy is because he's stable. And I know he likes mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Which also the asshole guy did also say repeatedly that he liked me and gave me lots of compliments and yeah. so does this guy. But yeah. it was so obvious that he likes me and he's like trying to figure a thing out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we sort of know where we stand and mm-hmm. it doesn't feel very rushed. And so part of me is like, oh, I'm not getting like that thing of being like swept off my feet. Mm. I think maybe that feeling is like, you don't want to be swept off your feet. You want to stay on the ground. And actually, like, because you know they did that study, right, mm. of that woman who asks men, she's standing on a bridge above a big trafficy road or, like, something. Okay. She's on a scary bridge. Okay. And she stops men mm-hmm. and asks them to do a survey. And apparently 40% of more men asked for her number afterwards than when she wasn't on the bridge. And they put it down to, like, they had a heightened sense of, like, uh, like a heart rate and nerves because they were on a high bridge and they'd confuse that for like feelings of like things and I think sometimes your body's like butterflies nerves but it's because mm. your body's like this isn't a safe situation yeah and so I think that this is interesting this is good I like that and this one has felt very calm mm. in lots of ways and I've been I'm very excited to see him but it hasn't felt like yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's, feeling that... And actually, that's your body being like, it's time to panic. <laughs> yeah, totally. And like, yeah, 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 yeah. But we're taught that's butterflies. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know the patriarch. I don't know what the patriarch is on. They're like, we just want to trap women. But... Or like, feeling scared is exciting. It's good. And I don't think you should feel scared, actually. Yeah. Because that's not an appropriate response to have with another human being you want to build a relationship with. Right? Like, the whole, the whole time I started to have seen this guy, within like three days, I was like, I'm scared. Like that was no, what I said. I was like, I'm man. scared. And then, um, and then I remember talking to people and being like, um, like I'm feeling a lot, but like I don't think he's a good person for me. I yeah. think I think it's like I don't think this is right. And so I was saying all of that, but like still pursuing it. And yeah. uh, 
And yet, that whole, that like, there shouldn't, yeah. But I, I, I just don't, I don't think we should, you should be like, beat yourself up, not that you say you were or anything, for pursuing it, because I, I, my trick is I go, when I sense, <laughs> when I sense that someone isn't good for me, I like go down a bit hard. What do you mean you go down a bit hard? Like I double down and I'm like, I really like you. Yeah. And I like go really hard after them in mm-hmm. the hope that that will scare them away. Interesting. And so then it's over. Yeah, I, I do a little bit. Like I, pers- yeah. like I usually have a rule of like, don't pursue, let it sort of come. But when I'm in this thing, I'm like, all right, so when you want to meet it? And, like yeah. I, and I, I pursue it a bit keen. more. Mm-hmm. And then the other yeah. thing I do is once it's over... It's like, it's called like breaking the windows on the way out. Do you know what I mean? Like smashing the windows on the way out where it's like afterwards I go like extra double down. I'll send you like texts which are like angry. I want to meet up with you. I want to shout at you. I'll do all of that. I'll bitch about you like loudly and vocally to everyone who will like listen Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I need to make sure I won't. Not only will I not go back there because I've been in abusive relationships and I've mm-hmm. gone back to people and mm-hmm. it's very easy to go back to people if they let you go back to them. Mm-hmm. And I need to get it to the point where it's like, no, she's so crazy. I'm not going to go back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I do things diff- like I, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thing. Maybe I should. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's a lot of men the out there that have the absolute idea that I am one of the craziest people they've ever met. Like yeah. classic, she's a crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah. I don't believe in that stereotype. I'm like, mm. what did you do to her? And I know because I know yeah. the other side, but I know how infuriating it is and how crazy make people make you feel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, when they gaslight you and they tell you your feelings aren't real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I go really extra hard on it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I instead what I do is I just like basically with this person I once I saw these like he, there was a, a scene where, a situation where I felt very disrespected mm. and so I just immediately emotionally cut off and I was like he's toxic and boom and like he messaged me and I sort of was evasive and then I didn't say anything until he contacted me like a month later and then I was I hadn't, yeah, because I hadn't destroyed everything behind me. I was like, all right. And then like, we talked about stuff and he apologized and all of this stuff, but yeah. it's like, yeah. And then like, the th- also I think a huge red flag um, for me, and it was a red flag with him, was that um, him apologizing for his behavior so early on into the piece, like him doing something shitty and yeah. then apologizing. It's that like, we shouldn't be in the situation where you're apologizing for stuff. Like you shouldn't be doing stuff at this point where you need to apologize. Yeah. And then that that's happened like three times. And then even this weekend, he was going to um, uh, meet up with me after meeting up with a friend. And then like the, I checked where he was. He was like, I'm still with this friend. And then like no contact. It was fine. I ended up being very busy. But, mm. um, but then the, the next morning he's like, I'm sorry. And it's like, oof, I just don't want to be in a position where you're with, with anyone who's constantly apologizing. No, I don't think, also if you're still with a friend, like you can then say like, oh, so I can't me i don't know i think it's like taking responsibility for stuff i think it sounds like you can see all the things Mm. i think the thing is we make concessions and it's not always concessions for good dick i think sometimes we get like what do they call it dickmatized dickmatized but Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not about the dick sometimes it's like this person's really funny and i really enjoy the way i feel when i hang out with them yes and it's the dynamic it's the intimacy yeah Mm -hmm. and I, i don't know I think sometimes you just have those things. What things? No. These things, these these relationships, mm. these 
that you're drawn to yeah that you and you know you shouldn't be yeah. and, blah, 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 blah. and i don't know there's something to learn in them it's just like come on mate like how many fucking times can yeah. i learn this shit or be in these dynamics but but i think you can see the red flags and i just think their option we can go to a butcher and like buy like a pig's head and put it in his bed if you want and he'll <laughs> if you want with a note like nailed to the pig's head being like, I like love this. anna <laughs> and <laughs> um you better sleep with one eye open from now on and he probably won't contact you again yeah and sometimes you got to do that no i'm not saying to everyone to put pig's heads it's like suddenly there's like a huge uptake of people buying pig's heads i think there there should um, be um i don't know if that's legal as well oh last time we talked to the podcast because i'd broken into that guy's house broken into the guy's house yes i just think sometimes you've got a little be a little bit crazy afterwards and you've got to get it out yourself and like not crazy don't hurt anyone and don't hurt yourself yes um you've got to be a little bit crazy Mm -hmm. afterwards and it's different. If I break into someone's house, I'm not a man. I'm not going to murder you. <laughs> Men shouldn't be allowed to break into anyone else's house. They should stay outside. Um, but yeah, sometimes I think as there's a gal out there in this world, you've got to be a little bit crazy so that they, you know they, they won't come back. Yeah. Well, I recently there was a person that's like, constantly been around my life uh, in Berlin and uh, and he like he'll like without any self-respect like message me and I'll ignore him for months mm. and then he'll message me and message me and then eventually I'll be like, oh, hey, and he'll be like, want to meet up? And it's like, where is your self-respect? Like, I've ignored you for six months. Like, what are you doing? But then I'll be like, all right, let's hang out. And then like we do copious amounts of drugs and fuck yeah. and then. And then I'm like, Anna, why did you do that again? Like, you shouldn't. And it's not like I'm worried about his feelings because then he'll be like, oh, we should really hang out more. Mm. And then we'll have like a loose, a loose agreement and he like won't. Like nothing <laughs> will happen. And I'll be like, why would I ever think that anything would ever develop? And I don't want anything to develop. But, yeah. but it's like just that he would put that out there and then like, yeah, anyway. So I actually finally, I, I, I ignored him on Messenger for like, mm. I don't know, six months. Uh, but that just means that he sees it that I haven't I haven't seen any of the yeah, messages, yeah. and but then I can still access it, and I'm like I don't want to block him because I don't have big problems with him. He's just not a good person for me in my life. Yeah. Like it's not a connection I I want to you know. Yeah. I was really happy to not have fucked him for like six months. That was a good thing, and then and so I eventually was like you know what I'm gonna tell him. I'm actually just yeah. gonna tell him I'm gonna be a bigger person and I was like hey he was like hey you wanna have-? I was like I don't wanna have sex with you anymore and he was like I understand and I'm like I don't think you do and then um, no I didn't say that but I was just like okay cool and he and so it's like now I've put it out there we're on good terms he's like maybe we get a coffee sometime I'm like yeah sure whatever and and that's it and- okay do that sorry my advice is like <laughs> don't do that thing no, definitely just like uh, g- calmly state your feelings. I don't want to have sex with you anymore. And say, I don't want to have sex with you anymore. I don't think this is good for me. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Don't <laughs> break into people's houses. That's, <laughs> that is a crazy. Um But the only thing is, the only thing is that I could, uh, and the thing is the breaking into someone's house, doing something crazy, that's making it less likely that they'll contact you again. That was the thing for yeah. me when it's and someone it's, who yeah. I feel like, oh, I should not be with this person mm. and it's bad for me to be with this person mm. 
um, though, am I being crazy or am I or have I just been actually at any time to having justified anger towards them that they read as crazy so. and you're actually genius because it means that both he won't contact you and you won't contact him because yeah. you know how fucking like the, the act that you did is because of that much feeling and that yeah. much whatever so it's like so yeah it's, so it's, I it's am wisdom. a genius yeah, yeah I like um, it I don't think it's my style but I like it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know um <sighs> And then I started like this kind of only having sex on a holiday thing. I think it sort of kind of started in September of last year mm-hmm. when I went to Croatia. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then I've just been, I found London stressful to date, but that was really like apps didn't work for me because I don't have a job mm-hmm. and I do comedy at night and other people in London, unlike in Berlin, have jobs. And yes. so they, we just were never free to me. And I'm the one, I was doing comedy five, six nights a week. Yeah. And the one night I have off, the no way in hell I'm spending it with some guy I found on. I'm, I keep Hinge. dates to an hour <clears throat> and then I meet my real friends afterwards. In London, you just like or, don't really have time for that because it's so hard to get around the city. Exactly. Whereas here it's like, you can, yeah. And so I really then didn't date in London for a lot of it. It was like, oh, it's, but I don't, I do believe that London is not, if you are looking for like a person to say, settle down with they think London is kind of like very open to that manifesting yeah. for you yeah whereas Berlin whereas that's Berlin not the standard like not, absolutely not no 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 I mentioned this on this very brief little podcast uh, episode I did at the end of last week um but I I I, I bought the ethical slut the book oh, have you yes. have you read it no no should I maybe okay <laughs> <laughs> It's like the Bible for like non-monogamy and different right. forms of relationships yes. and like looking at yeah, just like, yeah, being promiscuous. That's, or, I think, the issue that I'm going to stumble with soon. I'm really naturally not a monogamous person, but yeah. I'm definitely not into, like, polyamory. I am too tired. But <laughs> I like to know that, like, because I really just don't think that when I'm not around, I have any ownership of your body and what you do with it. Yeah. Um, aside from not bringing me any, like, I like people to be safe and healthy, mm-hmm. so please wear a condom. Yeah. But other than that, like I don't, you're not here and you're out somewhere and you meet someone you want to sleep with and that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And I like to be able to do that too. Maybe check out the book. I'm, I'm like, I keep opening different parts and I'm just like, oh, sucked in. It's super interesting. Okay, good it's book. really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I just started reading about like the single lifestyle and I'm like, look at this. It's so progressive. The idea of being intentionally single and like, that's not yes. where I'm at, but it's like, but I kind I was 2019 and then yeah and then at the moment i'm like i'm happy to entertain a number of people that i'm not mm. um having relationships with mm. but yes of course i'd like a partner but it's like uh there needs to be a good option <laughs> so it's like i think leave this <laughs> i don't encourage me to leave really but if i move um, to london i have to fucking get a like yeah. i won't be able to live off comedy productions like right, i do right. here i don't think yeah could you, would you be interested in like a long distance thing? Relationship. Yeah. Sure. Because I think you could find someone somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, and then you got an excuse to go on holiday. Go fishing. Yeah. Come back to Berlin and then I can have a thing. Although eventually, though, the thing is with long distance, eventually, you know, you need to figure out what you're doing, I think. I think you have to say, like, at some point we want to live together. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think everyone has to. Sometimes people just have lovers in cities for ongoing years and they don't know. But, like, it depends what kind of thing you want in life. And, like, for me, I don't know if marriage is important, but kids definitely are. For for me as well. So it's the Um, thing is I would like to find someone that I can... And it's getting to the age where I'm, like, I don't really entertain people now unless I can see that Um, you 
yeah, no. that I would like to have children with you. Yeah, exactly. That was that. That's been the motivation. Motivation for a lot of my breakups. It's just like you're too young. We're different places. Yeah. Or like this, yeah, just like discounting people quite quickly because it's like you are not father material for me. Right. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, that is a that is a motivation for me. So I'm 36 in November, and so it's like, oof, I got a couple of years max if my body is willing. You know, you so. have more than a couple of years. My mother got pregnant at 41. Yeah, I know. And had me at 42, like and she like really tried for like no time at all, like six weeks. It depends though. It just depends on what's uh, what's going on. It inside. does, but I think yeah. you might be okay. I think I might be okay, but I'm also very aware that it might not be as easy because a lot yeah. of women do have that 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 a lot of women have that um, issue when they get older. So, uh, but yes, I've got I've got a few years. I when I was in London recently, it was like wow, like. I didn't hate it as much as I usually hate it. Like it was like, because <laughs> it's just like it's the same culture as Australia. It just bores me a little bit. I'm like, there's yeah. nothing. You know, I can understand what most people are saying on the street. That's pretty disgusting. Like I just thought, ugh. Yeah. Um, whereas here, it just feels so much more into. I really love speaking German. I love doing German comedy. Yeah. I, you know, I'm quite invested here. It's right. cheap. I can produce, but it's like, yeah. There is a different vibe with the love situation. I think. I London. just think it's a hard place to date. Yeah, Berlin is a is a tough place. Um, And I do think you can blame Berlin for that. (laughs) I don't think it's like you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But that said, it's also like the the thing is that whole thing of being a comedian. um, It's like it's hard to be attracted to sort of normal people. And in Berlin, (laughs) (laughs) what? Civilians, as we call them. Um, Like, it's not that I only want to fuck comedians. I'm not saying comedians, but, like, creatives. No, no one wants to fuck comedians. But the creatives in Berlin are, like, particularly crazy. Or, you know, the people who are kind of alternative if they're in Berlin, they're, like, more extreme, I think. Oh, okay, I'm, like, currently dating, like, an academic. (laughs) An academic. Oh, I like academics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I like. Um, Mm -hmm. And I like it because he has, like, fuck all to do with comedy. No, no, I don't want to deal with anyone that's in comedy. No, 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 but, like... I just mean in Berlin, the people that are in that sort of indifferent, like in London, yeah. there's just like, I think in Berlin when, you know, I'm looking at like healthy options, they're maybe not interesting, uh, except, yeah. you know, yeah, there, there are people and I've met them and I'm seeing them or I, you know, but yeah. like, I don't know, it's a different demographic here somehow. I think so. Maybe we need to get you to some academics parties. Do you want me to ask him if he's got... In London, he no, he lives in Berlin. That's partly why I'm in Berlin. Oh, mm. uh-huh. so you're doing long distance? I'm doing long distance. Yeah. Hold on. So you are saying that Berlin is the problem? However, your partner right now lives in Berlin. But I would have never dated him in Berlin. Why? I think even, I think okay, maybe I was the problem in the sense, but Berlin made me the problem where I always felt like there were so many options. Okay. I don't know. I never met him when I lived in Berlin. It's really weird because we have a mutual friend. Hmm. And then... All right, your, your whole theory is getting really weak right now uh, about Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just... Yeah. Uh, he's not, but he's not from mm, Berlin. No, but like he lives here. So he he's like, here. he's a person here. So it's like... Mm. No, but I think you have to meet somewhere else. And we did. <laughs> you can't meet... We met in Barcelona. 
Oh. So you have to go to Barcelona. You have to go to Barcelona, but meet someone who lives in Berlin. And this is the second time I've met a guy on holiday. Mm. Fucked a guy on holiday, and then he's lived in Berlin because I met that other guy in Greece, in, Greece. in Athens. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we got back to Berlin, we went on a date. And I think he would have liked to have dated me, but I was really not in a place where I. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like very like available to date, and I felt a bit weird still around sex. I had I was having a bit of a weird moment about sex. So I need to I need to go on holiday more, is what you're telling me. Yes. This is good. This is the best takeaway this conversation yeah, could yeah, yeah. possibly and, have. And you'll find people who live in Berlin on holiday and then you come back to Berlin and date them. But the city, the energy of the city yeah. does not foster no, no. good dating. I agree. All right, we need to wrap it up. This okay. has been so much fun. Um, <laughs> is there is there anything else you want to, anything else, like things on the mind that you didn't get to cross off or? <laughs> that I need to tell people. No, I feel like I've given them a really good overview. Of <laughs> my dating life for the last year, which has been like, I've been going on holiday to have sex. I love it. But it's been great. No, 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 it's great. Like when, when, I, when I have gone on holidays uh, by myself, I usually do <clears throat> have yeah. fun. Like I... I yeah. feel like it's like no pressure. I think mm. I've got commitment issues as well, so mm, it yeah. helps me feel more relaxed about what was this going to be because mm-hmm. you're just on holiday. Mm-hmm. You have to go out for nice meals. I love nice meals. Like have sex in nice apartments mm. with beautiful views, hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> or ones in Kreuzberg where you hear people screaming drunk in the middle of I'm fine with that. Oh my God. Okay, more hot. Yeah, I was planning to go to Greece, actually. Go to Greece. <laughs> I love Greece and people are really hot in Greece. Yeah, people they're are super very hot, friendly. Dude. Greek people are hot. And they're very generous. They're a bit too generous. You can see why their economy's not very good. They give <laughs> a lot of stuff away for free. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay, I need to organize this holiday to Greece. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this bad boy up. Um, your Instagram is Kate Checker. Kate Checker. C H E K A. Beautiful. You've got some shows here? Yes. Well, I have yours tonight. <laughs> I don't know if we've got time to yes. promote that. No, this is coming um, out tomorrow. Tonight. It's coming out tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, I'll put it out tomorrow. Oh, in that case, yeah, you can see me on Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> I'm yeah. doing four eyes storytelling mm-hmm. and tits up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm doing those on Thursday. I'm probably um, going to do the Women of Colour show, Woke Panties, if I can organise it. And then that will probably be the 9th of September. 9th of September, wonderful. People want to look out for that. And then, yeah, then you have to catch me in London. Yes, mm. yes, everywhere. Because <laughs> you've got an agent and you're a regular at the comedy store, right? Yeah, let's put it like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Kate, it has been such a fucking pleasure. Uh, that's been so Adults much. Only Comedy Berlin. Mm. So thank you and goodbye. Mm, bye. <laughs> <laughs>